You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much uh, for listening. I am incredibly grateful for all of our listeners. I mean, without our listeners, the show would not exist. Well, I take that back because anyone who knows me knows I would probably talk even if no one was listening. So I guess the show would still exist, but no one would listen. And I can assure you, a show that people are actually listening to is way better than having a show that no one is listening to. So... The show would exist without you, but it wouldn't be nearly as great without you. So thank you for making the show great. How about that for a crazy, funny intro? Anyone who's new is thinking, who is this guy? I'm Kenny, and I'm the host, and I am thankful that you are here today. Uh, Today we're going to dive into a really cool interview with a guy by the name of Dr. Corey Allen. I actually was introduced to him by one of my personal mentors, uh, best-selling author Shannon Etheridge. If you're familiar with the the Everyman Battle series, she wrote the female counterpart, Every Woman's Battle, and she's actually written several other books um, on on female sexuality, healthy sexuality, on marriage, and a variety of topics related to that. And she co-hosts a podcast every week with Dr. Corey Allen. We actually had Dr. Corey Allen on one of our previous podcasts. Uh, for those of you who've been following me on Twitter and following what I do for a while, I used to co-host a podcast uh, with one of my best friends, James Carberry, a podcast called The Inspiring Awesome Podcast. And we actually had Dr. Corey Allen on that podcast. Uh, we are no longer producing that podcast, uh, but all of the episodes are still live on the internet and on iTunes. So if you're interested in that, you can feel free to head over to the website, inspiringawesomepodcast.com. Um, and then it was episode 41. So it's inspiringawesomepodcast.com slash 41. If you listen to this episode and you enjoy the content from Dr. Corey Allen, I'd highly encourage you go back and check that one out. That episode was actually longer, so it's got more content. So listen to this one first. If you like it, go back and check that one out. Uh, I think you're going to really love Dr. Corey Allen. He is a, he's got a PhD in family therapy. He's an author, speaker. He's also the founder and co-host of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is the podcast that he does with Shannon Etheridge. He's a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist, as well as a licensed professional counselor. Uh, In addition to all of his incredible experience and education, Dr. Corey Allen is just a really cool dude, and he's really funny, and so you're going to enjoy that. So, without further ado, my interview with Dr. Corey Allen. We are here with Dr. Corey Allen, currently living in Dallas, Texas. He's originally a K, uh, Kansas guy, so shout out to all of our uh, KU fans. And then all of my friends that are Kansas State fans just, just cringed, I'm sure. But uh, we are on the line with Corey Allen. Uh, Dr. Allen, thank you so much for being here today. How are you feeling, man? Oh, I'm great. Let's, let's, this will be fun conversations. Let's, uh, let's see where this goes. Well, I am really, really excited. So let's dive into the first question I wanted to ask you that really has been a question I've been asked so many times by so many people. And the, the question is really simple, and that is, does my uh, sexual habits today or the way I correspond with the opposite gender um, in any way whatsoever impact my long-term marriage or, ma- or long-term marriage relationship? I guess in short is, if I mess around today and if I'm not quite pure as I know I ought to be, how does that really impact my life in the long term? <laughs> okay. Um, well, 
think about it the way I would think about it is doesn't every experience we have alter or impact our future experiences? I mean, I would think everything's going to be filtered through compared to ex examined by stuff that we've done in the past, correct? I mean, all of that's going to play out. That So if you're looking at just kind of my current state of affairs, um, either dating or solo, because I'm assuming masturbation is not a topic that's off limits with the show since I've looked through the archives, um, then we're talking about um, everything that we do as far as our sexuality goes, I think it's going to impact us down the road in some way, shape, or form. I think we're naive if we think it won't. So it, it, I, I guess we got to just start to look at um, what's the guilt that you associate with different things? Um, what's, what's the purpose of why you do certain things? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, am I, what, what's your initial thought to that? Man, you know, whenever I'm, whenever I'm dialoguing with someone, it's typically some young man who's like, yeah, I know I'm lusting, but is this – I mean I'll get it under control. I'll be fine. And you, and I, I think what you just said is perfectly. I agree 100 yeah. percent. I don't know that there's any area of our life where we can say I can make choices today and it's going to have zero impact on right. my life a decade right. from now. And lust is an interesting one because I know of a lot of guys in my – I put myself in this category that had um, a porn struggle in life, especially before I got married. And I had the belief that when I got married, that would take care of itself. You know, that I, I, now all of a sudden I got a woman, so I don't need to deal with porn anymore. And that's the biggest myth out there. Mm. Because lo and behold, a full-grown live woman is nothing like what's portrayed on screen. Okay, unpack that for a second. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I, and I know we, I'm not trying to be graphic, no. or, but like, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, if you think about it, the porn industry is a masturbation industry aimed at men by portraying sexually aggressive women, which my personal belief is women are not wired to be sexually aggressive by default. So what you see on screen is, is, is virtual. It's, it's not real. It's not even based in reality. Mm. So if I was to think that I can get my sexual urges and needs, which I was funneling through porn in the computer screen maybe, which it has thousands, millions of willing participants, quote unquote, to all will, that will never turn me down. When I turn that to a full-grown, you know, human woman, she'll turn me down. <laughs> it's just even my wife. It's just going to happen because she doesn't have the same desire and and drive, most likely that I have. And so, to think that that whole problem will go away just because I say I do and can now have condoned, blessed, sacred sex is a misnomer. It, it might for the short term, but there's still whatever desires, interests, um, tastes, fetishes even that I have, you know, am I going to bring that completely to my wife? No. I mean, so... It's, it does not go away just because you say, I do. I mean, that's the one thing I've, I have found in my practice and working with guys and then even in my own life. Man, that's, some, that's a really great thought. And I think I, I've heard that from many single guys that have said those sorts of things. And, and a lot right. of my friends that are married uh, that have now after marriage have said, dude, I thought this would just go away. And it yep. does not. Nope. I, I've even heard from – this is not common, but I've heard from a few of my friends say – they feel like some of their lust rages toward other women, not their wives, have actually gotten worse or mm -hmm. harder to, to control after marriage. Right. Which, which seems so counter counter to what those of us who are, un, who are unmarried may believe. 
Well, sure, but if you think about it, turning towards, lusting towards somebody else and then moving that into the world of virtual with pornography, um, that's, that's a safe, sterile environment because you don't have to actually reveal yourself to the other person ever. Mm. You just sit there and stare at them <laughs> or you just sit there and click through or replay or whatever it is. But when, if I was to bring that to another person, there's a, there's a level of vulnerability that's going to definitely make us uncomfortable. And a lot of the reason porn is what it is, is because it's easy and it's a quick release and it's a boredom reliever, you know? And mm. if I was to try to do that with my wife, now all of a sudden I'm objectifying her and I'm not treating her with respect and dignity even because I'm just using her for my own pleasure. And that's a, that's a slippery slope and scary to think about what is it, how does that really play out? As opposed to, what if I was to start to grow into my own self better so that I could bring that to my wife and see if she's willing to engage me there and then we, we, and then we deal with that whole reality on, on, in real time. And so I, I hear you saying, you know, what pornography gives us a vision of women that's not obviously not accurate. Correct. It, uh, it, 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 it trains us to objectify women and treat them with disrespect yep. and without dignity. And if you then... So then you, you're in the habit of already viewing women and treating them in a particular way, right. mostly in your mind, and then you bring in that in the marriage, and that's obviously a debacle. Absolutely, because then uh, if you think about it, pornography is a progressive industry that typically whatever titillating thing you find, you have to find something a little bit more edgy, a little bit more taboo, a little bit more something. So that's why it's a progressive uh, path that most most men will follow. So if I was to try to correlate that into a real-life sex life with a wife, that's where fantasy and I'll, I'll disconnect to try to reach orgasm because she can't do it for me anymore. Because a real-life, you know, the, what, what, what's one thing I heard is that no vagina is ever as tight as it can ever squeeze as tight as a, a man's hand. And so if you need a certain amount of pressure to reach orgasm, no vagina is going to do that. <laughs> you know, the, right. there, there's just not, there's, it, it's not that strong. You know, it's, it's made to be elastic because the right. baby's going to have to come through there. So right. it's, so it, if you think about it, it just creates all these real subtle issues that most men don't realize play out that either sex is over too fast because of pornography conditioning, or I start to have ED issues because of pornography conditioning, or there's anxiety surrounding it. So I don't have any kind of real intimacy. Mm. It's just an act. And then most women are like, I don't want to be used for that right. in the long term. I'll, I recognize that's a part of my life, but I don't want to be that's all I am for you. Right. And, and so that really sets up a scenario in marriage that gets pretty ugly if you, if you really think about it. And a lot of it is self-induced. So, and so I bet the overarching theme as you kind of started off is any choice I make early in my life as a single man or at any point in my life um, as a single person of any kind is going to have lasting impact. And if I'm making choices yeah. that if I'm making choices within my sexual conduct and my sexual purity, uh, it's going to impact my marriage in some way or another. Yeah, it will. Uh, let me ask you specifically, uh, let me flip the tables for a second. Cause typically this topic is are usually around young men and, mm -hmm. and for a lot of right reasons. Um, but if there's a young woman listening to this, that maybe, you know, I, I've even, I've actually heard this, not, not very common, maybe once or twice. Um, from college age girls that are single that feel like, you know, for guys, it's an issue there, you know, they, but for me, 
as a girl, it's not the big a deal. I'm, I can kind of, I'll be pure when I get married. I'll be fine mm -hmm. later in life. Um, you know, we, because we've dialogued mostly from a male perspective, what's right. some advice you would give to women or how you would respond to a, a young woman who believes that? Well, I think the, the, the same kind of, uh, conditioning happens with whatever women are exposed to. Obviously there are some that dabble into the pornography and it's real visual. It's just like the same kind of route a man follows. But I think there's also the more romanticized view of relationships that a lot of women fall victim to of what marriage will be like, what the honeymoon will be like. And then they find out it's not, that's not what it is. And it, and there's disappointment and there's struggle and there's frustration. And it's because we're carrying into it unrealistic expectations that, that marriage is going to be what, what was portrayed on the screen or Hallmark wants us to believe that he'll sweep me off my feet and he'll, he'll constantly romanticize me and there'll be rose petals and, you know, nice soft breeze blowing through the window with birds chirping on the window seal. And, you know, it, it, you know, that's exactly what happened in my house this morning. Well, no, it was rushing around to get kids to school and it was, did you get your homework? And I mean, so it's just realizing we all carry into marriage to a degree unrealistic expectations. And so a lot of that can be based on prior experiences because of guilt, because of shame, because of ignorance, because of naivete, you know, whatever it could be. And so I think it's just trying to be diligent about who am I as I go forward in my life and am I being practical and real and grown up as I address my life. That's the, I think that's the path for every single one of us. Man, that's some really great thoughts. Again, just goes back to the thing you started started this off with. The conversation is that my experiences today, today, the things that I indulge in today, are shaping my mind and training me to believe things. And in most cases, it's training me to believe things that are just simply unrealistic. And, and if I if I continually engage in that, I'm going to walk into marriage, and it potentially could be devastating. Possibly, yeah. Because I mean, because think of what comes to my mind is is middle school and high school locker room talk. Yeah. How accurate was all of that information? I mean, <laughs> you know, because we're all sitting there scared and nervous and have no clue, but we're trying to act like we do. And, you know, and so it's, I, I think all of that plays out. And so if I can just have a better accurate picture, I think that's what God calls us is wisdom and character. And I think that's what he cares about most is that we create wisdom and character, not that we have a good time. You know, I don't, I don't believe in happiness, you know, that kind of a thing. That as far as a Christian worldview or concept, I believe in it. It's, it's about developing character. That's really good, man. So, so you're telling me that God cares more about my character than my happiness. Absolutely. Come, come on, there are some megachurch pastors that would disagree with you. Okay, well, then bring them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Show me the scripture that says God wants me to have a good time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a really great point, man. And, uh, you know, God, God is far more concerned with our character than he is with our momentary pleasures. There's no right. doubt about that. Right. I mean, look at it. When I develop character, I'm going to have a better life anyway. I'm going to have more happiness. That's right. Because I have a more accurate picture of what life in a fallen world really is. Man, that's a really, really great point. Um, uh, Dr. Allen, last, last quick question. Some advice you would give to any young person uh, or to two groups of people I want to give advice to. The, the first would be people who are single, not yet married, that maybe um, – have 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 some patterns that are clearly unhealthy. What would be your advice to them? What steps they should take in the immediate to set them up for a better marriage long term? Well, I think um, I mean this is this is easier advice for women than it is for men. But one of the things is find one or two other people of the same gender to do life with. 
you know, to, to have some real conversations with. Because there's something about, you know, just you and I sitting here talking. There's something about two guys talking that there's a realness and a level that challenges each of us to be better. It's good. Just because we're guys and we kind of have a similar path. Mm-hmm. You know, we're both hairy leg dudes in the <laughs> sense of we understand the struggle just by, and don't even have to say much. Right. Because it's kind of like, all right, I get you. I, I, I know. And it, it can be completely different. And I think I'm further down the road than you are in the sense right. that I'm older and I've been married and got kids. And, but it's still, I know, what it, I, know, I know where you are, you know, in the sense of I was there. And so something about just having a couple of people that you can call true friends is, is probably one of the best things you could do that, that allows you to learn in real time, how do I do this whole life thing? How do I how do I keep a perspective? And then I can, and then I set myself up for so I find some woman or I find some man and he's the, he's the he or she's the one for me. Now I can have conversations with my friends and say, dude, it's really rough to not have sex, you know. And this is something I really want to do. I want to wait till we get married. Help me out, you know. Ask me when we get together. Ask me how am I doing? Because if I know somebody's going to ask, that's usually a little bit more of an impetus to stay true. Right. Good stuff. And then the second group of people that I'd love to love for you to speak to is someone who's listening to this is married uh, that has that has realized they made some choices. Marriage has been difficult because of that, right? Uh, and maybe that's impacting their marriage in some even small ways or big ways. Advice for that person: what steps they ought to take to to kind of begin to address some of those issues. Well, some of it. I mean, probably the first one is just recognizing it and bringing that forward. Um, it, it could be coming to your partner and and making amends. For, for something, you know, the, it, it could be um, just asking for repent, you know, repenting and, and asking for forgiveness from something because maybe you both were a part of it and you're like, you know what, we could start fresh from here because that's the, I believe in the, the, the beauty of grace, mm. you know, that, that it washes a lot of things. So if we could just kind of own it, acknowledge it, take what's appropriate steps and then the same advice, same advice applies to single guys and married guys and, and same with women. Find some good same gendered people to do life with alongside, because just because you get married doesn't mean you know male struggles go away. We already talked about that. That it, yeah. it sometimes it shifts and gets even <laughs> even harder because lo and behold, my wife doesn't operate. You know, I, I can't control her with the click of a mouse, and and that's that's a, that's a different world. So I, I as as men, we generally suck at good male to male relationships, mm. and so. If I can work on that, I think I'm just, I take some pressure off my wife because then I got somebody else kind of holding my feet to the fire. That's not her job. That's, that's other guys' jobs. Man, that's some really, really great stuff. Uh, Dr. Allen, thank you so much for taking the time out. If there's anyone listening to you or listening to this right now that would like to kind of just keep in contact or uh, you know, get in touch with all things Corey Allen and everything you're doing, what's the best <laughs> way for them to do that? Um, well, that's simple. My online home is simplemarriage.net. That's just a site I've been running for almost nine years now. So there's tons of information. And then I also have a weekly show called Sexy Marriage Radio that I do with Shannon Etheridge. It comes out every Wednesday morning. It's basically 30 minutes of sex therapy free a week. It's kind of the way we think about it. It's just we talk about all things varied sex. That's really great. And then uh, we will have all of Dr. Allen's information on our website at theologyfortherestofus.com in the show notes all of his contact info and the podcast. Highly encourage you 
uh, if you're married, to check out Sexy Marriage Radio. I, I'm a single guy. I've listened to a few episodes. I had to stop. Uh, it was not healthy for me. <laughs> I, it was again, it was, you know, three episodes were valuable insight, but I had to, I had to stop for obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> I so, get you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely, man. And there you have it. That was my interview with Dr. Corey Allen. Man, he's really wise in a lot of ways. Love his stuff. Um, would I highly, highly encourage you, particularly if you are married or approaching marriage, uh, head over to the website, simplemarriage.net. You will find literally hundreds of blog posts and articles and other resources that will be helpful there. Um, the books he's written as well as some other resources. There's some uh, uh, online courses, like self-guided online courses that you can take that will be beneficial uh, for you as you approach marriage or you're in marriage. And it's really, really great stuff. And then, of course, uh, some great wisdom that he gave us uh, for those of us who are single who are not yet married to, to remember that every choice you make in your life, whether it be uh, related to sexual sin or anything in your life whatsoever, any choice you make in your life today will have an impact on your life at some point, positive or negative, right? Like if I eat 12 donuts today, uh, for me to believe it will not impact my life after today is simply silly. Um, so I'm better off eating some lean meats and some broccoli opposed to a dozen donuts, right? Like every choice you make, as Dr. Allen said so perfectly, will impact your life in a variety of ways. But this is especially true in the area of sexual purity and sexual integrity. And so I want to encourage everyone to take the advice he, that he gave, find some people that you can dialogue with, um, check out his website, check out some of the resources, and really make a commitment to walk out sexual purity and sexual integrity in your life. It will have incredible impact on your life in the future, positive or negative. Um, also, all the show notes for this episode, including uh, links to Dr. Corey Allen's social media and ways you can get in contact with him, will be found at our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. And you can go and you can just search for Corey Allen um, there in the box and it will pop up. Um, again, thanks you for all of our listeners. Thank you for listening to this episode. I sure hope this has been helpful and insightful to you and encouraging and empowering to you as you seek to live out a life of sexual purity. Reminder, please make sure you are subscribed uh, to the podcast and whatever podcast catching app you're using, whether that's uh, the Apple Podcast app or iTunes on your desktop, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, whatever app you're using, make sure you are subscribed. It guarantees that every episode gets delivered directly to your device and those subscriptions help us out a lot in pushing us up the search rankings and helping us reach more people. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like to have directly addressed on the podcast, please feel free to shoot me an email and I promise that we will address every single email that we get. The email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do that is actually on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H. O-R-T-I-Z Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys I'm Kenny Ortiz and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us